Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. Once again, you've reached episode number 278, entitled... Buildarius, a new and innovative way to create your WordPress website. It was published on Thursday, the 12th of May, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I am glad to welcome you to the WP Builds podcast. We produce a fair amount of content. Typically in a week, we do two shows. We do This Week in WordPress, which is live on a Monday at 2 p.m. UK time. If there's ever anything live on WP Builds, you can find it at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Please come and join us. Make some comments. We'd love that. Alternatively, if you can't make that, you can always just subscribe. And if you do that, we will send it out to you in an email. We'll also send out details of our other shows. For example, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress Podcast. That's what you're listening to now. That comes out on a Thursday. But we're also doing monthly shows with Peach and Eri all about UI and UX. And I've also started a show with Anne McCarthy from Automatic all about what's coming up in WordPress. And so all of that can be found wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Go there, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll keep you updated. I'd love it if you felt it was possible to share the podcast with your friends. That would be really, really great. If you like WordPress and like saving money, we've got our deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week. Searchable, filterable, big long list of all sorts of plugins, themes, blocks, and, well, you get the idea, WordPress things. You can find that wpbuilds.com forward slash, guess what, guess what, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. That's there, like I say, 365 days of the year for you to save money. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. Once more, go.me forward slash WP builds. And I would sincerely like to thank GoDaddy Pro for their support helping us to put on the WP builds podcast. Speaking of the podcast, today we have Vladimir Denchik, and he is coming to us from Builderius. Now, Builderius is a bit like a page builder, but a little bit more complicated. And in fact, I would say that this whole episode is fairly complicated. It's a new product. And when I say new page builder, you're probably thinking, oh, sigh, another WordPress tool. But no, this is really not like any other thing you've possibly ever seen. Is it a point, click, drag, save? UI? No, it's not. There's a little bit more. Every time you begin, you have to start from a blank canvas and there's an awful lot of settings and things to configure. So it's not quite what you're used to with tools like Elementor, Beaver Builder and so on. There's a lot more to it. Loads of different features. You start with a blank canvas, build up some templates and the workflow is pretty extraordinary. 
So check out the podcast. If you're looking to leave some comments, well, I'd really appreciate that. Go to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 278 and leave us some comments there. We'd really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Once again, we've got an interview today and I am joined by Volodymyr Denchik. How are you doing? Uh, thanks, Nate. Uh, hello, Nate, and thanks uh, for having me here. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I have to confess, I had to rehearse uh, Volodymyr's name quite a number of times. It just, just so happens that my tongue can't get quite get round it, but I think I think I got it right. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> we are, we're going to be talking today about a totally, really sublimely interesting project. I don't think... Unless you've come across this and looked at it independently yourself, I think it's quite unlikely that you've you've ever used a tool quite like this. It's called Builderius. Uh, again, apologies if I've pronounced that incorrectly, That's but correct. the, the spelling correct. of it is easy. It's Builder with I-U-S, so Builderius. Um, and the website URL is Builderius.io. I would highly recommend that at any point in this podcast, if you become confused or you just think, how, do, how what are they talking about? How does that actually work? Your best bet is going to be to go to that website. So builderius.io, pause this podcast, go to that website, have a poke around and see what's over there and then come back and press play again. Because I, I fear that the, the level of complexity which this subject deserves is going to be a little bit difficult with audio. So, um, Volodymyr, first question. Just give us the elevator pitch. What is Builderius? Builderius, as we wrote in our logo in on our website, it is the WordPress development environment. It is not um, typically... Uh, page builder, um, site builder, um, theme builder, like you like you see other builders on the market. It is something new. That's why we tried to identify the category to, to, to which we belong. And we decided to invent the, the new category of software. It is like really development environment because it's um, it, it um, it's functionality more than just page builder. It's functionality you should cover page builder, form building, faceted filtration, and uh, even some uh, work with multi-language uh, plugins. And um, later we will add much, much more fun for functionality. So okay. It's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, the 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 idea here is it's a plugin right yes, and yes, it's purely it's for wordpress so they they label it as the all-in-one development tool and i think probably most of the people listening to this podcast have great experience with things like a traditional page builder you know we're we're a decade into that whole software environment where you you go in you log into your wordpress page or whatever it might be and you click and drag and move things around and save it so you know we're talking oxygen beaver builder element or this this is more than that but it's it's also got a very different way of operating so do you want to just sort of outline some of the main differences between what we think of as a page builder and what your tool can do and how it works um, yes of course um, so builders proposes you the main thing which is different comparing to other builders that is that uh, the builders proposes the um, let's say software development workflow so let's consider um, WordPress website development like like software development like like WordPress plugin because actually, if you are 
creating something. Let's talk about uh, creating a website outside of WordPress. Um, how do you do this? You are creating some files. You are doing some changes. You can preview how it's working in your local environment. Uh, but anyway, after um, from time to time, you should save your data. And of course, developers, they use something like, like Git, version control system. So they, they save their data in the, in the commits. And uh, from time to time, they have uh, more than one commit. They can have different branches. And after they are happy with the functionality of this software, this website, uh, they are releasing it. They are uploading this to the production server, sometimes with uh, some unit and functional tests, sometimes not, but it's it's like, like this workflow of uh, software development. And we tried to implement the same uh, or the same software development workflow in uh, Builderos. So in Builderos, we have templates, we have apply rules, so it's everything close to other builders. So you can create template for singular pages, you can create templates for posts, for archive pages, uh, for custom posts, for different types of archives, archive by um, uh, user, archive by category, custom taxonomy, lots of, lots of possibilities. And um, every template which you are creating is a separate, let's say, VCS repository, a version control system. It's like, like in GitHub, you have a repository for some plugin. So in our structure, every template of Builderos is a separate VCS repository. And every template can have inside branches and commits. Uh, but you can have more than one template in your uh, in your site, and it's it's okay, it's naturally, and you can combine them. Uh, on top of templates, you can have uh, multiple levels of uh, global uh, settings. Uh, this settings common to more than one template, and these global settings they are also uh, VCS repositories, which can have their uh, own branches and their own commits. So um, uh, it is focused on, um, on, let's say, complicated sites development. Of course, you can create in simple sites, uh, but um, I don't know, maybe if not reasonable, because the workflow and the, the functionality we try to implement to, to, to help people uh, to solve the complicated, complicated uh, things um, with lots of pages, complicated logic, uh, some form submissions. So that's why the structure is like this. So and even possible possible that on one template can uh, work one developer, uh, developer on another template can work another development developer. And um, they have the different commits quantity. Um, they can move some common things to global settings. Uh, they can, of course, can uh, there can be some conflicts and um, the same like in um, merge conflicts in uh, Git, in Git version control system. And we have in the pro version we have functionality to fixing those conflicts. It's 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 very powerful powerful things for complicated. Uh, complicated websites. Yeah, and after and after all this, all this stuff is ready. So you have one, two, three, five templates, some global settings um, during development process you are doing, and there is the 
the point where you are happy with all your parts of your site and you want to uh, group it some somehow and uh, deliver to the production server, show to customer, different things. So on this step, we have another powerful tool. We call it our cut delivery system. Now it is possible just in, in this system, just one uh, thing can be created. One, let's, we call it deliverables, Builderius deliverables. Mm -hmm. And now just one type of uh, deliverables available, it is release. So you can group all your templates, all uh, your commits, uh, not all actually, but the specific, the specific commits you want. So um, let's say in one template, you have 25 commits. In another template, you have five commits. In, the, in global settings, you have just one commit. And you are picking the right commits for your version of the site and you add tag. You add the same tag to these commits. So in first template, um, I want to tag um, commit number 23. In another template, I want to tag commit number four. And in global settings, as I have just one commit, I am adding uh, the tag to this one commit. And by doing this, I am grouping all these commits from different, different parts from global settings and templates. I am grouping them into the release. Release is the full version of my site. And uh, by creating such release, I can uh, publish it or I can export it and uh, move it. It will be exported as zip archive with, with all necessary images inside and it can be portable and it can be imported uh, from the staging server to the production server. And on the production server, it is not necessary to have all these templates, commits, branches, uh, just, just release is enough. And by importing there, uh, this release, release can be published there. And the good thing that that there can be more than one release in the system, uh, but just one can be published at the same time. So um, let's imagine a situation. You have um, previously created release. It is working. It is published. Customer is happy, but you are continue. You, you continue your work on the website and you are adding some new functionality. And uh, once this functionality is ready, you are creating new release. New release uh, can also can be published, uh, but a customer or just regular users of the website they found that there's some mistake. That's uh, bad situation. Uh, but what you can do, you can publish previously created release, which is totally good. Uh, this version of the site will be visible to all your site's visitors, and uh, at that time you. Can you have time? You can. You have possibility to fix uh, mistakes in your next release, which was published, but it was buggy. So, like like this. This is workflow which Builderius proposed. Yeah, to I the mean, developers. there's so much in there. So, let's just sort of recap. the The premise, really, I think, here is that you are building out templates for things that you want to to have on your website. So that could be yes. posts or pages or what have you. And then within that, you've got the option to to have a, a, a version control 
sort of staging option where you can get your team in and they can be working on things synchronously and you know committing things and making decisions about what is finally going to make it into the the production version of the site this is all yes. really really interesting and, and on so that's the high level that's what we're trying to achieve which brings us really nicely to how the how these templates are constructed anybody that's been using WordPress for any length of time is probably familiar with the concept that behind things like posts are templates. You need some sort of template in which the the, the content, the data is actually going to reside. And we, we may have done those in the past with template files. You might have had your IDE out and literally created the templates by typing them out. And then now I think a lot of people are using page builders. They're setting up templates in that way. Um, and saving them away and then dropping, for want of a better word, shortcodes in where the where the data might reside. But but you, I suppose, with the name Builderius, this this is where the builder comes in. You've got a, a graphical user interface, which kind of is a bit like a page builder, um, but it's 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 much more than that it's really difficult to describe but but you are able to operate on a GUI you're not doing all of this by opening up an ID and typing you are yeah. selecting things from a user interface and depending on what you select further options are offered up to you you know so for example it might be that you want to have a you want to display this content on a particular page if a certain condition is met all of that is in there so Try to describe, if you can, the process of using your your builder. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, so first, what you need to do, uh, just just one uh, one thing, I, I should tell that uh, the the unique feature of Builderos is that it is not overreading the theme. Uh, you can combine, you can for some parts of your site for according to the templates you're creating, according to the apply rules of templates, you can cover uh, just part of your site by Builderius functionality, but other part of your site can be covered by the by your active theme. We're not overreading everything. We're just overreading the pages user created templates for. And according to the apply rules, of our templates we are covering just just uh, just part of the site yeah so, so this is want... this is kind of like the first thing that you you do isn't it you have to uh, in the part of setting up a template you have to make decisions about where this template yeah. is going to be yeah. and so yeah. Yeah. the theme can be used if if needed but if you override that with Builderius and you give it conditions which mean okay use this template that's that's going to come into play okay Yes, but if you create um, builders template for some uh, page of your of your site for archive page for for a singular page, uh, at that page theme will not be loaded at all. You will receive the blank canvas, and it uh, everything you you need you can do just in builders. No um, assets, no no CSS files, no JS files from the theme. Uh, they will not be loaded at the pages uh, where builders is loading. So that's that's the that's the main thing. But yeah. let's let's talk about the workflow of builders. So first, yes, as as we talked before, you should create a template. We have um, a few templates that we have. Uh, we have technology 
we have two options during the template crea creation. We have technology and we have template type. Technology, uh, now we have just one technology, which is HTML, uh, but we are ready. Our architecture is ready for something more. We, we created actually this for uh, in the future for adding um, another technology like AMP. Now we are not sure about this, but yeah. we have such possibility. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not, yeah. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, we are ready. Let's say like this. Uh, after you choose the technology, you can choose the template type. We have now we have just three template types. It's uh, singular pages, collection pages, and other pages. Singular it's for uh, posts and uh, pages for custom posts uh, collection is for archive pages different type of archives and others is for now it just just one uh, apply rule it's just for error 404 page okay so you should decide your type of template and you're creating your template uh, after you create your template you should um, open apply rules and uh, from uh, according to the type you have selected, you will see different apply rules for different uh, template types. So according to uh, apply rules, you should select on which pages you want to apply this template. So you can you can select uh, specific uh, post by ID. You can select posts by category. You can select post by some tags. Lots of lots of possibilities. Pro version we have more than uh, just uh, possibility to select uh, apply rules based on templates, WordPress templates hierarchy, we have um, possibility to combine two different groups. So you can select uh, posts of specific category and uh, uh, apply rule based on user credentials. So user should be logged in, user can be not logged in, user should have some capability or just by ID of the user. Uh, also, we have apply rules based on um, the multi-language plugin you have installed. Now we have uh, created just integration with Polylang. So you can uh, create a condition, apply rules based on the language which you are using. So you can create template, uh, for some categories archive and for some specific language and for another language you can create another template uh, but this is just um, one option except this we uh, add possibility to create one template for all languages and inside of this template based on uh, our functionality uh, of string translation, we have this in ProVersion, you can um, create this template and it will be translated according to the language uh, you are using in Polylang, wow. just, yeah. just this, yes. Uh, ah, and this uh, string translation inside of Builder, it is not related to any multi-language plugin. It is working with uh, WordPress uh, localization by default, so no need. Uh, to use some some polylang or WPML or other other um, multi-language plugins. So if you created uh, your template, you can put there different different strings for different languages you, you think it will be necessary. And if uh, the customer install your template on the language with English localization and you have this translation, it will be translated on English. Or if it's Spanish, it will be translated in Spanish. So just one template and it's possible to have their strings for different different languages. Yeah. So like this. So 
Uh, okay, you, you just wanted to ask. Something. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, so the we need to set up a template and we need to give it a condition when it's going to appear. So as you've just described, it could be that it has a particular post ID or it could be a category or in in the case that you've just mentioned, it might be that a, a certain language has been selected. And so we, we've then got ourselves to the point where we know when this template will come into play. What does the actual building of the, the template look like? Because on the, on the videos that I saw, the, it, it's not, it's not what we get necessarily with a page builder. So with a traditional page builder, let's go with the example of something like Beaver Builder, Elementor, and so on. We, When we begin, a lot of the sort of styling options and the way things will look are kind of taken care for us out of the box. There's some, you know, it comes with the theme or what have you. You are building, I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think you're building from a completely blank canvas where you yeah, have to yeah. you have to decide make make decisions about everything including you know what an what an h1 tag will look like what fonts are going to be used in a paragraph and so on all of that has to be decided because the theme's not doing anything and so you've got to you've got to make all these decisions up front presumably with the designer or if that's you that you've got to make decisions about what everything is going to be like what the header's going to look like what the navigation is going to look like what all the fonts will be what the sizes and the weights and the color palettes will be all of that has to be decided at the outset right yes yes correct so just blank canva and um, you can it's, it's like it's freedom that's why we did this because um, we don't like the approach when you have theme and you have to work here or there with some hooks with some short codes uh, try to understand how how i can um, overread this part or that part uh, we just wanted to build, a, let's say, a vertical integration system. And if you are uh, decided to style this, the design of this page by Builderia, so you have the freedom, you have the blank Canva, and you have possibility to do whatever you need. Is it possible to, let's say, for example, I'm on my third Builderis website and and I'm I'm just about to embark upon my third one. Is it possible for me to to make make the third site look largely like the second site? In other words, could I save those templates away, export them somehow and bring yeah. them to, to make yes. that a yes. little bit less onerous the third time around? Sure, yes. <clears throat> so um, what we uh, what you can do now, it is, it is not uh, ready yet, but we are working on the cloud of um, layouts, but not just layouts. In our cloud will be multiple types let's save uh, let's uh, let's uh, um, let me explain so in the cloud will be possible to have uh, just parts of uh, your uh, pages it, it we call them like uh, fragments or lay or layouts uh, also there can be possible to save there another category which is a full template a full template, uh, the difference between layouts and template that in template, we have a group of settings which belong to template. Layout doesn't have this. Layout created just by modulus and layout is just the group of modulus, uh, the fragment of the page. And uh, the difference between layout and template that in template, it, template is like a full page, full page uh, de design. And uh, you have in template, um, settings uh, related to the template that's the second level 
And the third level is, is the cloud for releases. Release is the full site solution. So in this, uh, in the release, you have more than one template. In the release, you have global settings. So um, you can have, uh, you can you can export in the future. Now it's not possible, not, not finish this functionality, but it will be possible once you created the release, you can export it as zip archive or you can upload it to the cloud and you can make this release uh, private just for you. You can share this release to specific users uh, of our cloud, or you can make it public. Okay, yeah. And uh, there will be possibility to download this and uh, based on uh, this, create your, your custom design just by changing this or changing that part and like this. Yeah. So at this point then, this is where the, 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 the page builder feel starts to take effect. So we now have a, 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 a sidebar, shall we say, where there's a whole bunch of options of things that you can add to the page. And we, now we're into fam familiar territory, I'm sure, for many of you. So for example, you know, you can add in um, paragraphs and you can add in block quotes. And you, but, the, but the options here are much, they're not the same as in a page builder because it's what you're trying to do is offer us the scope to pull in any data from anywhere based upon anything, whereas other page builders, on the whole, you're dragging in modules with pre-designed styles. So do you want to just sort of describe how you actually use the the builder to build pages um, or templates, yeah, I should sure. say? Sure. So yes. So once you open our builder mod, and you will see the blank Canva and the panel from the left or the right side. And um, what to do, What to, how to start building. Uh, so first, what if you um, are creating them some static page? So just, uh, just select in the panel, you have a possibility to add modulus. And by clicking this button, add module, you can uh, see from our from the list of our modules uh, what you can add. Our modules mainly uh, they are reflecting the HTML tags. So one tag, one module, and we have different types of modules. We have uh, modules with uh, container type, so you can put inside one module another module, some modules. Uh, they are not containers. They can be like paragraphs, uh, headings. So it's like this. And uh, once you add the module to your tree, you can style them. You can double click by this module and uh, the settings will be opened. We have CSS settings, non-CSS settings. And by CSS settings, I think it's everything is um, understandable. Just uh, search the setting you need and uh, style this module. But also we have non-CSS settings. And um, among these settings, I think the most interesting setting is um, data variables. Data variables, it's uh, if you, so if you want to work with um, dynamic data. You're building not, not static data. You should um, get this data somehow from the database. And in Builderos, we did um, unique, I think, logic for WordPress world, like uh, Builderos is a unique product and it has, of course, unique logic. So 
it is not like in the Gutenberg when you have you you add the module and uh, you have specific module for specific uh, data from the database. So, like you putting somewhere module which is uh, showing you the post title yep. or post content. So you have dedicated dedicated block for that. Builderis is not working like that. Builderis modules they are let's say data source agnostic. They don't care about the source of the of your data. They care. They 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 know how to work with the data model. So that's the that's the difference of builders and I think other other builders because it's it's, uh, it's unique unique feature. So um, between data source and between data representation, we have uh, the thing we call data model. Uh, what is data model? So before you create your complicated dynamic site, you need to understand which data you need from the database, how you will get them. So uh, how, how, how you can do this, you should uh, create your data model and your data model can be created from the data variables. We have specific setting data variables and we have um, different types of these variables. The main type is the query database. And for this uh, database query, we uh, uh, we created the GraphQL syntax. So all things which you have in the database, you can get by writing the GraphQL query. Wow! And uh, this is um, GraphQL is just about um, getting some objects from the from the endpoint. And not all objects. So if you you need from a post just some fields, just title, maybe some metadata. So just write the query to get this. You don't need post content. You don't need featured image. So don't don't write the query to get this. If you need just just few fields, just just use just use them and that's it. Uh, so our GraphQL is. Um, helping you to get everything you need from the database so you can get posts you can get terms you can get users you can get uh, metadata uh, also we created integration with the acf so all acf custom fields okay, yeah. is possible to get from different locations you, you can get acf uh, related to post to term to user to uh, options page it's also possible to get and uh, so just create your data model and just uh, by getting data you really need on this template uh, okay that's that's the first uh, uh, first type and the main type and then uh, after that if you uh, got this data from the database and the format of the data is not good for you you can use another thing very cool thing it is expression language expression language is uh, we actually used the symphony expression language mm -hmm. there is symphony component very popular very powerful but we also enhanced this we add lots of uh, functions we implemented their uh, arrow functions closures so it is possible to uh, work with function like for each. So you got something from the database and in the for each cycle, you are modifying every element of the array. 
uh, by some custom function which you need. So you can uppercase, lowercase, you can join something or you can delete something from the array based on its position or based on its value. You can combine, you can join two arrays. It's very, very powerful. The principle here really is that you're, you're able to do literally anything if you're willing to put the the required time in to figure out how to make that anything happen. And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest differentiators between yourself and the, the page builders that we've been discussing. The The idea over there more is to sort of speed up the flow um, right off the bat by just sort of having pre-built things, you've got limited options, you know, you can't drag everything you would like out of the database, but you can you can probably get away with most of what you want, you know, the post content and the featured image and things that you described, that can all be taken care of and probably things like ACF fields where you're offering the option to, to literally put anything at all in the database so long as you're prepared to, to go through the the barrier of learning how the UI and the workflow for Builderius works. And I'm, I'm just curious as to where you feel your target audience is. You know, is this, is this really firmly in the, in the camp of people who would describe themselves as developers? Or do you have customers who are kind of like fresh to WordPress and have, have just explored through your UI? Because I noticed some of the marketing material that you've got, it, it kind of feels like you're you're able to take beginners even through this process because they don't have a fixed idea of of what ought to be possible in a WordPress website and what the constraints normally would be and you've got the you've got the ambition of taking beginners as well as developers along for the ride yeah you're correct so we have two types of our potential customers and we have um really we have use cases where like you told the people who didn't uh, was f familiar with the wordpress at all they just want to start website development so we uh, showed them Builderius and they they did few projects on the Builderius and now they are it's, it's good they are happy with this tool they feel the freedom they know um, of course they had to learn the wordpress database they had to learn the wordpress templates hierarchy and that's okay uh, you anyway you should do you should know you should have this knowledge in uh, other other builders you you should understand what are you doing mm -hmm. um so um yeah this this tool is um, um can be used by by new newcomers let's say yeah into the wordpress world but other uh, other category of the user is the really professionals which uh know knows uh, which know a lot of about uh, all we were talking about so yeah they they know what is the version control system they know what is uh, let's say called delivery system they know the structure of the database they know the structure of the of some plugins uh, which are adding something to the database like acf metabox and other things so they have everything this we um we are not forcing them uh, them to we are not limiting we are not forcing we are not limiting them in their design so the the, the main uh, logic is to create, get from the database everything you need, transform it according to your needs, and only after you have the valid, you, you finally you will get the um, 
JSON object, like your data model. You, you can observe this data. You can see that here I have this, here I have that. I have array with um, objects, and every object has four fields. Title, content, image, and I don't know, uh, let's say three fields. Title, content, and image. And I uh, let, after that, I have this model. I am creating my the view part. So I am adding my modulus to the content area. And in this modulus, I am telling that I want to create the collection and the source of collection will be my module. And every element inside of collection should work with different fields of every object in the model. So I am adding some paragraph and this paragraph should show me the post title. Another paragraph, uh, let's say raw HTML, should show me um, post content. Another image element, image module should show me the picture. And it will be working. Uh, uh, after after some time, um, I can save my layout somewhere in the cloud or I can just export this. And this layout will be aware of the data model. Um, this data model will not be tied to the specific location of this data in the database. The data model will be just abstract object with uh, abstract, let's say abstract array with the um, uh, objects and this object should have <laughs> these three fields. Uh, so after I save my layout, I in the future I can use it on another project. And another project, for example, I don't need to show this um, design based on my um, posts. I want to create this design based on some ACF repeater. And this ACF repeater also has this my three fields, title, description, and image. So uh, after I input this layout into another project, and I uh, in that another project, I am creating data model um, from the different source. This source can be even uh, external API request. But the output of this uh, data model, same. Uh, array with the objects and objects has title, description, and image. And my layout will be working. I, I don't need to change anything because my, my data model is the same. I don't care about uh, the source of the data that on the, another project, uh, this data is get taken from the other location. But finally, my data model is the same that I used in the previous project. So and this is the, the this is the power in the cloud of layouts will be such layouts that and description which data model you need to create to get this uh, layouts working and uh, this layouts will have two configs one with the static data just in order to make preview to see how it's looking mm -hmm. and another is dynamic part. Uh, so you can read in description which data model you need to prepare and put this data model as the source for that, that layout. And this layout will be working with your data model. It doesn't matter about the source of the data mm. like this. Yeah, yeah, amazing. The, so really the, the, the intention would be that obviously developers can make incredible 
use of this more or less if you can imagine it you can build it you may have to you know you go reduce. through some learning curves but but also if you're just starting out you could definitely get yourself up and running there's definitely going to be a learning curve you know it's not just drop right in and start building off the bat you as as you said there's going to be some sort of prerequisite to understand how the templating system of wordpress works and where where things are stored in the database and so on i'm curious that in the future you are you're trying to really take the the lifting of what at the minute is the realm of third party plugins and build that into buildarius and and i'll just mention that at the moment you you mentioned that you could do faceted search so things like yeah, 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 search yeah. and filter pro or um a grid builder or wp grid builder i believe it's called or facet wp those uh, kind of yeah, plugins yeah, yeah. that kind of functionality is already in so you can do the faceted search inside the builder but on your website and i this may not be the case when this uh, podcast airs perhaps they'll have gone live you're also saying that you'll take over the burden of creating custom post types as well. So you'll be able to put metadata in um, through the builder. And also there'll be a built-in form module at some point. And also, it's amazingly, changed, um, yeah. a built-in email template builder as well, which is remarkable. Yes, yes. Uh, all this we have in our roadmap. And some of uh, the things you you told right now, it's already done. So about let's start about the faceted filtration. So it's already done. So in your GraphQL query, you, by specific syntax, you can uh, inject the data from the GET request, from the POST request, from cookies. So, uh, and it, by comb combining uh, with form functionality, so you are creating form, and by submitting form, uh, data from this form are going to the get get to the your part of the URL. It's like get get uh, parameters, and they get parameters you can uh, use in the query to the database in GraphQL. So by default, if you don't have this uh, uh, parameters, you will get um, default query, default query with default um, arguments. So you will get just, let's say, all uh, posts uh, by specific category uh, with pictures and you will show them on your content. But uh, by uh, clicking something in your sidebar, in your uh, form, you want to limit something based on some specific meta, based on some term, something like this, and uh, you can inject this these parameters in the, the query. So by clicking the submit button, uh, all these parameters will go to the get request, and from the get request they will go to the query to the database, to the GraphQL, and GraphQL will return you your filtrated data. So this part is already uh, implemented. The second second part is about form. Form uh, in the pro version almost almost finished. We have um, two types of forms. First, it's just simple um, uh, simple form uh, like just form HTML component. So you can create simple forms. We just add the hidden field action and it will submit data to the backend. And if you have some request handler on the backend, it will be processed. But um, this is not interesting. We are working on the specific module which calls smart form. And this smart form will gives you gives you a possibility to make 
cool validation, make data transformation, make lots of things. And also very interesting thing that uh, data will be submitted on this specific endpoint. And on that endpoint, we are adding, let's say, form submission actions. And it will be possible to configure these submission actions in the builder mode. Uh, they can be combined with the conditional logic and conditional logic we also implemented. So this conditional logic can be used to display some modules on the on the page based on some condition based on our data model. Uh, conditional logic is working based on uh, data model. If you have something in data, uh, you can make condition based on this. So. Um, uh, this form submission actions, they can be uh, added, more than one submission action can be added and uh, they can be added uh, by, with conditions. So if uh, user logged in, I want uh, to use this form submission action. If not, I want to use another and uh, I can create different chains of this submission actions. So this is almost done. And uh, yes, in our roadmap, we wrote that we want to uh, add functionality of custom posts, adding custom fields, adding yes, because we found that in our release, when we have um, everything ready and we want to export this to from staging server to the production server, we have a gap that um, on the production server, probably there are no such uh, fields created, I don't know, maybe by ACF or Metabox. And we should accept our release config. We need to export something else. And um, theoretically, there is a problem uh, that um, you accept our release. You should uh, do some other operations on the production server in order to get this design in the release working. So in order to fix this, we want uh, to, we need to add um, custom posts creation and yeah. custom fields creation inside of Builderius and be responsible for that. And uh, after we add this functionality, everything you need to uh, for, for the production server will be in this release config. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing roadmap. I mean, I think you've done a remarkable job of trying to describe in words what is significantly easier to understand in practice. Um, the complexity here is just breathtaking. You know, it's essentially, if you want to be able to manipulate every single bit of what's on your website and you don't want to be constrained by what the theme gives you or what the page builder gives you, then this is going to be a really good tool in your arsenal. The, I mean... It's also going to cut down, hopefully, on the sort of bloat of your web page. You know, you're going to be only processing the things and displaying the things that you really, really want to show, which I guess in these days of core web vitals and things like that, this can, can only be for the better. The The question that I have around the pricing model and the way it is structured, I, I, don't, I don't really have much understanding of... You mentioned a sort of pro version, but I, I don't know if that's already in existence and no, what the pricing no. model is or what you're intending to do around pro. So let's just we'll, we'll round off the podcast with the discussion about what the pro version may look like or what it in fact is at the minute. Uh, pro version, uh, it is not visible to everyone. It's, it's 
99% ready and the next step will be demo demo site where it will be possible to play with the pro version but without possibility to buy it and download it to your website okay next step because we want to polish it and we want to make it cool and uh, when it will be possible to buy it uh, we want it to be worth to buy let's say like this uh, about the pricing model um, now I can we, we're thinking about this uh, just one thing I can tell that um, we will have lifetime lifetime deal but this lifetime deal will not be for unlimited site uh, sites it will be for fixed sites and uh, this uh, another another option it will be that it will be possible to buy just necessary amount of licenses which you need so it will not be um, some uh, limitation so you you can buy five sites you can buy license for 50 sites or you can buy license for uh, 100 sites right uh, so if you need seven licenses you 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 can you can do this yeah. if you um, use this seven licenses and after that you need um, another five or three licenses you will be able to extend your your license to the number of licenses you need and as many licenses you buy the price for one license uh, per one license will be decreased decreased and decreased okay I've just just this i can tell right now yeah that's okay i mean it, it doesn't exist yet you're it's okay yeah. it's fine you know it's a it's a work in progress um so if any of this has captured your imagination if you've been interested by this and you feel wow that sounds like the complicated stuff that i want to be getting involved in then head over to builderius.io b-u-i-l-d-e-r-i-u-s.io and just as a final question, Volodymyr, what is a good way to get in touch with you or anybody else um, to do with Bill Darius? Where's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, we have, uh, yeah, thanks for the question because I forgot about this. Uh, so uh, uh, I think the best way is to join our Facebook group. We have, uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, it is, uh, we have also our YouTube channel. Uh, we have our website there is um, um, or just write us on the email support the at uh, builderius.io um, so like this but I think the best the best uh, way to to watch for uh, for uh, the builderius is to join our Facebook group okay uh, and the all news we publish the, there yeah you can you can find links to the facebook group um on the docs i believe docs, docs. on the docs yeah. on the main website yeah. on the youtube and actually ju just before we finish i would like to point out that there is a lot of documentation that the guys have um added so you know you you may find that you don't actually need to reach out to support if you go to docs.buildarius.io um, then you're going to be yeah. you're going to be shown a whole load of documentation, videos, and um, text-based and image-based tutorials on how to get yourself up and running. It starts at the very beginning of installing and terms glossary, and and then getting into the more complicated things. So that's maybe a good place to go. I will link to that in the show notes for Lodomir. So yeah, Builderius, really interesting project, really fascinating. I, I I hope that in the future we get to chat once more and. Um, talk about the, the new features that have been added in. But, but for now, Volodymyr, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim.
Well, I really hope that you enjoyed that. It's always fascinating to talk about brand new WordPress products and services, and this certainly is a bit different. Quite a difficult topic to get over in a podcast because there's so much stuff that you need to see visually. So maybe go and check out the Builderius website. There are going to be links on the post, and you can find it at wpbuilds.com and go and search for episode number 278 in our archives menu right at the top. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. That's go.me forward slash WP builds. And we do thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP builds podcast. Okay, we will be back next week. As it was an interview this week, I'll be chatting with David Wormsley next week. We'll be doing another in our WordPress Business Bootcamp series. I hope that you join us for that. If not, maybe we'll see you on Monday for the live show. And don't forget, if you want to keep updated, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. So until next week, stay safe. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. <laughs>